Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, episode 88. I kind of started that off way wrong because I kind of hit the record button. <laughs> I kind of hit the record button like mad, um, madly early. So it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. But how's everybody today? I hope everybody on this good Sunday, it is 10.58 a.m., on this great Sunday morning. I hope everybody is good. I hope everybody's had a great week. Um, let's recap it. Uh, my week has been, ooh, it, it's been a, it's been a rough one, you know? Um, not saying it wasn't still a good one, but it was a, it was a rough week. Um, started off pretty, pretty rough. Started off really rough. Um, literally July 1st on Monday. Uh, I got a phone call from my mom telling me that my grandma <clears throat> was in the hospital. And, um, like, if anybody is very close with their grandmother, you know, that that's just another extension of, you know, your mom. You know what I'm saying? That is just another extension of that. Because for me, um, I, I, and I can't speak for nobody else, but personally for me, my, my grandmother was that literally second mom to me. So when it came to, uh, you know, uh, hearing what happened and um, her passing out, well, she passed out and uh, hit her head on the street. Uh, She passed out on the street, hit her head, you know, blood and everything. But she also had internal bleeding in her skull, which, um, which because she was on some medication, she could not, the blood was, um, the blood was coming out a lot more. So what they had to do was they had to go in and remove her bone flap from her skull. And when I tell you Monday through Wednesday, probably was like the toughest days for me. Uh, because for one, I'm in Grand Rapids, right? All my Basically, all my family is either in Florida or Detroit. And my mom's side of family is in, uh, they are in Detroit right now. So... You know, I'm not there. I'm only I'm, I'm a couple hours away, but at the same time, you know, I'm not there. I can't jump and just go right. Um, for one, didn't have the cash. <laughs> uh, for two, um, my mom didn't really want me to worry. Right. However, um, as the warrior I am, I'm always you know trying to check up on her and you know my grandma and like y'all know, you know my auntie. Uh, is sick as well. So it was just like another blow, right? As, as some of you know, um, my, my, my auntie is going through um, chemo for pe- uh, pancreatic cancer. This is her second series of cancer, you know what I'm saying? So just just having that and then knowing that my grandma is literally, you know, hit her head and, you know, they had to do emergency surgery. It was rough. You know what I'm saying? It was it was, it was was a lot on, on me personally, right? But in a sense, I, I can only just thank, first of all, let me just thank God, right? She's, um, she made a, a good recovery. She is stable. She is getting healthy. She is walking. Um, she's eating. Took the breathing tube out. Listen, my grandma is a whole ass warrior. Do you hear me? Like she, she, she damn near back up and running, not fully, you know what I'm saying? Not functional fully, but she up and running after a week of this happening, you know what I'm saying? Like less than that. 
you know, she's talking, you know, she got her helmet on, they, you know, they put the helmet on, making her look like she's from the Detroit Lions and shit, you know what I'm saying, like, is, is, she's a warrior, and let me tell you, let me just say thank you to everybody, everybody that sent out love, prayers, text messages to me, my mom, uh, even if you didn't send one and you just sent a prayer, sending love our way, I appreciate you. Like, on some real shit, because when I tell y'all, I could not pray at all, like, Monday and Tuesday. It was so hard for me to pray, because y'all have to understand, I'm very close with my grandmother and my mom. So when it comes to us, we are like the three musketeers. We talk shit. We have fun. When we get together, it is like, it, it's like a great-ass dynamic. You understand what I'm saying? So... It was it was hard. It was very it was very hard to hear. You know, she's in the hospital. She got to have major surgery because you know, it, my grandma's still young, right? She only in her early mid sixties, but it's your grandma. You understand what I'm saying? And it's life. You know what I'm saying? And as much life as it, it, it's being taken right now, you know, you get into that mode where you're just like, Lord, please. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm at a place in my life where listen. I don't want my grandma to suffer, right? I don't like hospitals. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm always skeptical of a hospital, even Henry Ford, because that's where she was um, admitted. But in a sense, you know, you got to let the hospitals do what they do, because at this point, I'm not a doctor, um, even though I don't like Western medicine. Um, I don't know enough hol- uh, holistic medicines or medicines, period, uh, that will that I know, you know what I'm saying, that will help her right now. So all of us, so all I could do was just literally call on my friends and literally ask them to pray over me, just pray for me because I didn't have the strength to do it. You understand what I'm saying? Those first three days were horrible for me. It was just like, especially the first two days, I was like crying nonstop. And it was crazy because I'm just like, yo, because it was more, it was more so I wasn't there, Right. And I know, you know, you can't control and you can't control it. You know what I'm saying? You can't control what happens. You know, life throws curveballs. It happens. But at the same time, you should be able to feel, right? Have a feeling, have an, uh, the ability to feel your feelings. And I felt every last one of them. I felt like I was, I couldn't be there. I felt like, you know, like, um, got paid, but I had to do other things with my money. So I couldn't really you know, go to Detroit right away. And it was, it was so many emotions that was flooding into my, my space that I just had to literally decompress from everything. You know, I'm going to hit the reset button. And every day that my mom called me and gave me good news, it just, it just, you know, brought my spirit back up because it was dead for me. I ain't gonna hold you up. Like that's real. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't have the faith at the time to sit here and pray for myself. So the fact that people, Text me, called me, prayed for me, prayed over me. Um, all I can do is just say thank you, like from the bottom of my heart, because all the prayer words that came to me literally um and just went in, I was I was so thankful. You understand what I'm saying? And these prayer words didn't even, you know, come to my actual house. I just pray. You understand what I'm saying? Like I hit up some boom. I got it. No problem. I'm praying right now. You know what I'm saying? And you sometimes have to hit up people that you know 
are going to literally just stop what they're doing. Literally stop what they're doing and literally pray for you in that moment. You understand what I'm saying? Like they just stop, you know, because that's how I feel. And the crazy thing is when I got the call, I was literally at a friend's house, right? I was literally at a friend's house and got the call and everything just shook. I was like, man, it was like I was trying to find a way to get down there. Blah, blah, blah. However, I will be going to see her um, this upcoming weekend. Uh, so I'm very excited for that, uh, to go see her, see my grandma right now. Literally, um, <laughs> they got her in this damn helmet looking like a football player. Like, it's so funny. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, as, as, as a family, we, we sit here and we try not to sit here and dwell on a lot of the negative. We try to sit here and, you know, really dive into the positives. And, you know, my grandma wouldn't want me crying all week. You know what I'm saying? Because she's not, right? She's not. She's a warrior. You understand what I'm saying? A warrior. And it's crazy. You know, like, that's just how we roll. We can sit here and we can be down for a couple days. But are you going to let that control, you know, what's going on with you? So I couldn't stop what I was doing, right? I can't stop. Life still goes on. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's whether I wanted to sit here and pause my life or even keep it on pause, um, or sit here and stew in the juices that I was stewing in and just keep being, you know, depressed in a way or getting there. And I said, no, I'm not about to sit here and get there because I know my grandma wouldn't want me to be here. You understand what I'm saying? So, um, I had it already in my mind, like, listen, Lord, I don't want her to suffer, right? I don't want her to die. That's not what I want, but I also don't want her to suffer. And if this is going to cause suffering, if she's going to be here caught in, in, in being suffer, I'd rather her be up there with you and not suffer than to sit here and literally suffer because, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that she's come out strong, you know what I'm saying, like talking and everything like that, it's just, man, it's just amazing. And like I said, I just want to thank everybody for reaching out, you know, to me, my mom, everything, like uh, everybody, I appreciate y'all. It, it was a rough week, man, but we are back. We are we are here, and yo, we got a good good episode. I wasn't about to leave y'all, you know what I'm saying, for this, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't about to stop what I was doing, you know what I'm saying? Because um, that's not what my grandma would want. You know, she's been in my corner. You know, she supported me for a long, since, since birth. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, she's been that second mom to me. Like, she, like when I put, I put that on everything. You understand what I'm saying? So literally, it was just like my my second mom was just, you know, and just sitting there making sure that I was trying to be strong for my mom and vice versa for me as well. So us just, you know, getting it together. It was it was it was great. You know, just just amazing to see how much love we received. It was it was it was very great. And And that just shows you you be genuine to people. Here's the thing. A lot of people don't like me. I don't care. I'm genuine, right? I, I'm a truth teller, so that means I'm a buzzkill, but I'm also genuine. You understand what I'm saying? And when you give genuine love to people, people are going to give that back. Now, a lot of people don't know what that genuine love looks like. They don't know what it really looks like. But when you just give love, right, when you just give to people, it starts to sit here and, you know, excuse me, people actually sit here and reciprocate that back. 
You know, so I just appreciate everybody that hit me up during the week. You know what I'm saying? Even if you didn't, you just pray. I appreciate you anyway. Literally, those prayers were felt. My foundation was literally stable. Y'all helped a brother out because I was, I was, I it was, it was lit. You know, I, I was well. No, it wasn't lit. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was down this week. It, it was a, a very down moment. But um, I appreciate everybody that uplifted me. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate it. So I'm coming back stronger than ever this week. You know, and like I said, we have a, a good show for you this week. We have a lot to get into in the first half, of course, as every other episode. And um, honestly, in the second half of the show, I have some special guests coming through from the diatribe in Grand Rapids. Um, Marcel Price and wait, 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 wait. I want to get his name right. I want to I want to get all their names right. You understand what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on, give me a minute, give me a minute. So we have Marcel Price, who is an author, storyteller, motivational speaker, fiance, <laughs> um, executive direct, and executive director of the Diatribe here in Grand Rapids. And um, he's bringing his uh, his event coordinator and friend, uh, Mr. G. Foster II. Uh, we'll have them come on the show on the second half and talk all that good talk about the Diatribe art here in Grand Rapids and literally the the shift that is happening here in Grand Rapids because this is a shift happening here in Grand Rapids it's just a, it's it's taking a long time but it's a shift happening here in Grand Rapids but we, we'll have him on the show later and we'll talk about all of that good stuff so let's get into it y'all um our MVP of the week this week is Miss Haley Bailey from Chloe and Haley now why is that because Haley has just scored um, a role as the new Ariel in the live action Little Mermaid film. First of all, clap it up. Amen. Amen. Okay, now here's the thing. A lot of people have been uh, sending her backlash because Ariel was white in the Little Mermaid. Okay. Boom. And, you know, we've been seeing a lot of campaigns, uh, a lot of, uh, GoFundMe's about, you know, make uh, Ariel white again, or, you know, this is not my Ariel when it comes to Haley being a black, uh, black female queen and sitting here getting offered, you know what I'm saying? It's it's not like she, she said, Hey, I'm going to play Ariel. No, she probably had to audition, you know, like everybody else. And they, or maybe they call her, maybe they got it like that, you know, because Beyonce is playing Nala. So maybe they got it like that. I don't know. Right. So my thing is, why is everybody mad? First of all, the Little Mermaid is a cream color. Let's let's get it twisted. No, don't get it twisted. Little Mermaid ain't white. She's cream colored. And the thing about the Little Mermaid is she's a fish, guys. She's a fish. OK, mermaids are fish. Do you know that? And did you know that animation is make believe? Oh, wow. Yikes. Did y'all know that? Animation. I know it just blew a lot of y'all minds, but did you know that the animation is really make-believe? <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know. Here's the thing, bro. I don't get why everybody is so upset, so mad at this. When a lot of y'all who sit here and a lot of the people who sat here and is, and is throwing you know, backlash at Haley for getting this role of Ariel and Little Mermaid, y'all will be the same people. The same people on July 19th when The Lion King comes out. 
Now, here's the thing. The Lion King is being played. The three main characters, Nala, Simba, Mufasa, are being played by black people. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So are y'all going to sit here and are, y'all, are, are we boycotting the Lion King? No? No? We're not doing that? No? We're not, we're not sitting here. That's not my, that's not my Simba. Right? That's not my Mufasa. Here's the thing, though. Mufasa was already a black man. <gasps> Did you not know that? Like, I don't I don't get where y'all... I don't get it. I don't get it. Y- y'all get mad at anything. So, you know what? Shout out to Haley. Okay? Shout out to Haley for getting this role. She about to kill it. It's, <laughs> it's actually a video up that... Um, in, the, in the scene where Ariel is uh, singing and she... Uh, pushes up on the rock and the water starts to you know flow i think everybody has seen this video no 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 how did you get here bitch i caught though but no <laughs> but <laughs> they said that's how she gonna be in the movie listen on some real shit i just don't understand why y'all so mad i just think y'all just get mad over anything but you know what hey it is what it is it is what it, and you know we got some shit to talk about here. Um, so the biggest loser of the week, this week is uh, a brother by the name of Louis MacArthur. Okay, his name is Louis MacArthur. And hold on, y'all, I'm gonna gotta get my charger. And why is this man getting the MVP of the week? I don't even know, you know, for real, this man. But this man is getting the MVP of the week because I watched a video over the past weekend. Actually, over this past week, um, black dads eating other dads uh, barbecue. Oh, y'all. Wait a minute. Oh, we got somebody coming through. Oh, it's the birthday, girl. Wake your drunk ass up. You on the Opinionated Brother Podcast, baby. What's up? What's up, birthday girl? Hey, hey, to all my listeners out there, y'all make sure when y'all see Angie in Detroit on Monday, y'all say happy birthday to her. What up, Ange? What's going on? Oh, what up, Lolly? What's happening with you? What's the deal? What's going on? What's going on? Well, I just wanted to call and tell you happy birthday. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You, you look rough. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you look rough. Oh, what I have to tell you about tonight. Oh, shit. I seen DC Young flopping that thing. Too much yeah. 29 know why y'all acting up. Yeah. Yeah, huh? All right, well, I'll call y'all after I get done recording. Okay. All right. Listen, I want to give a big, a big shout out to my, uh, uh, one of my, my big sisters, Angie. She, it's her birthday, uh, this weekend. She did, went to Toronto, uh, acted up this weekend. You know, I was sick because we was, me and the bro was supposed to be down there acting up this weekend. God damn, we were supposed to be down there. But shout out to her, uh, and a happy birthday to her. But listen, Louise MacArthur is our biggest loser of the week. Why? Why? Who is this man? And why is he even getting it? So I watched a video over the week, and it was uh, about black dads eating uh, other black dads' barbecue, right? So the and it was on BuzzFeed. You can go check it out on YouTube. So funniest video probably I've seen when it comes to black people, black dads particularly. And food. One of the funniest shits I've seen all year. Period. 
Here's the thing. They took four dads, right? And uh, they asked them to bring in baked beans and ribs. That's it. Baked beans and ribs. Four dads, right? One was bald. One had braids. He, he was he was a little, a little on the heftier side with braids. Uh, Louise MacArthur uh, had on this hat looking, you know, looking very, um, uh, what was it? Uh, very uh, Native Africanish. <laughs> and um, it was another dude. He was bald-headed. Right. So we get we 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 get to the you know the video and everything and Louise forgets the main bit. He forgets the whole ribs. Right? Now, you were supposed to bring in beans, pork uh 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 was it pork beans? What was it? I don't shit. What the hell did I say? Pork and beans? It was something like that. Listen, y'all know what the hell the beans is during the, during the barbecue. Fuck, I don't forgot. But you were supposed to bring in beans and ribs. That's it. Okay? Beans and ribs. Now, Louise gets the biggest loser of the week because he brought in no ribs but just beans. Bruh, that's the equivalency of bringing your side bit to the barbecue without telling your main bit at home that you're leaving for the barbecue, bruh. And then all your family looking like, who is this bitch? You understand what I'm saying? Now, the big dude with the braids won because this man brought in a whole... Listen, y'all have to go watch the video. He brought in a whole, like, big-ass, dinosaur-ass rib. And I feel like he, he, um, the man with the braids, he literally has his own restaurant somewhere down south because this man brought in that container. You know that black container where you open it and it's like three cylinders and it's like a big old cylinder in the back. So you can put the big old rib right there in three sides. He literally brought, I think he brought mac and cheese. He didn't bring beans, but he brought ribs and other stuff. Right. Here's the thing. Louise McArthur, you cannot sit here and forget the ribs. The main dish of the whole video. Right. If they tell you to bring in beans and ribs, that's what you bring. Beans and ribs. You understand what I'm saying? You cannot sit here and just... Oh, baked beans. I'm sorry. You can't sit here and just bring baked beans to... Who, who about to eat all baked... You bring baked beans. That's it to a barbecue. You just you bring baked beans to, to a barbecue and that's it. Who, who about to eat just baked beans? Oh, they got brown sugar in it. No. Nigga, we need meat with that. You know how beans are dry? Nigga, who just about to... Listen, for all my vegan heads out there, my vegetarians, then maybe. But for us carnivore-ass niggas, you need to bring some rib. At least a vegan rib or something. Okay? something, Some tofu ribs or something, bro. You just brought nothing but a damn bowl of beans. And I think you had the lowest score, too. Because you just brought a bowl of beans. How you bring a bowl of beans, bro? It's like, it's literally like bringing your side chick. And you, it's all right, bro. It's all right. I had to give it to him. No mercy. So let's talk about it. July 4th. Now, y'all know July 4th just passed. Um, and it's not our Independence Day. Um, it, it's more of an Independence Day for white people. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, like here's the thing. 
What we have to understand is Juneteenth is our Independence Day. Period. And for everybody that continue, here's let let me let me kill this noise right the fuck now. For every black person that is sitting here saying, "Oh, now y'all want to sit here and be y'all in Juneteenth and shit like that." You're the fucking same people who criticize black people for not knowing their knowledge. So now that they want to sit here and know some shit, oh, now you mad. It can't win for losing. Like, what do y'all want to be mad at? It's like one time y'all want to be mad at black folks not not knowing their knowledge, right? So then when black folks sit here and understand that July 4th is not our Independence Day, but it's Juneteenth, now nobody, now everybody want to sit here and be like, oh, oh, now you know. Now you want to sit here and understand. Now you know. Bro, what are you saying, family? What are you talking about? Let these, let, let people sit here and, and, and understand their history. Let them understand their history, bro. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what is y'all problem? July 4th is not our Independence Day. No, it's not. It's for white folks. You understand what I'm saying? That's their Independence Day because they left Britain. <laughs> Period. You understand what I'm saying? So that, that's their Independence Day. Our Independence Day comes at Juneteenth. We free-ish. You understand what I'm saying? But the fact that a lot of y'all sitting here just dogging out a lot of our people because we cannot, we, we, we want to sit here and learn more. That's why I said way, way back, maybe like 30, 20 episodes back, I've been canceled. I've been fucking canceled and I don't give a fuck. You understand what I'm saying? Because the same people that cancel me are the same people that listen, are the same people that comment, are the same people that sit here and want to come on the show. You understand what I'm saying? I think people when they get I think there's a there's a there's a fine line, right? Here's the thing. I feel like when people get degrees, you feel like you don't want to you don't you don't have nothing else to learn. Bitch, you you, you crazy. You crazy. You crazy as hell. And I don't understand why there is so much when it comes to people wanting to understand Juneteenth and everything like that. Like I sit here and I tell my mama stuff to relearn. You want people to relearn because we've had a false history for so long. You want people to learn and ask questions and shit like that. So I don't get what the fuck. Anyway, July 4th, I hope everybody got some good grub in um, and everything like that. Hope you popped off all your fireworks. Um, Let's talk about uh, ladies. I, I need you. I need you to let this cucumber shit go. OK, ladies, ladies. And I mean, I mean them all across the board, black, white, Asian persuasion. I don't care. Okay. What color, creed, gender. I don't care. Women. Okay. All of them. Transgender. I don't care. This is for you. Stop with the fucking cucumbers. Let me say that again. Stop with the fucking cucumbers. You're going to die. Or. 
you're going to be the lady that I seen in a video getting surgery in her stomach and literally pulling a big ass cucumber out of her fucking stomach. Okay? Like, you guys need to fucking chill. Okay? First of all, the fact that y'all have been like a banana, okay. Like, even a banana, right? Y'all need to chill. But y'all was pushing it, right? We like, okay, all right, all right, we get it. And we got it once y'all did it with the banana. We got it. We understand. Y'all got deep throats. We get it. We We get it. We understand. That doesn't tell me you have great head game, though. You can slobber and slobber. You can do all that shit on the fucking cucumber or banana. But, nigga, when you come to me, hey, no. You understand what I'm saying? You you better have that same energy. You understand? Period. Because there's a lot of y'all that be sitting here faking the funk. Okay? Y'all be faking the funk. And that's only for show. Because some of y'all that be doing these cucumber banana challenges and shit like that, y'all can't suck dick for real. Keep it one thigh wild. Y'all can't suck dick for real. And that's okay. But see, y'all sitting here damn near about to die swallowing the whole fucking cucumber because what, you want to sit here and do a challenge? Nigga, all the dance challenges out here, all the fucking, (laughs) all the other food challenges out here, and y'all want to fucking swallow a cucumber. Y'all want to fucking swallow a (sighs) cucumber. I just don't get it. I don't get, help me, help me to understand because why are we for what? For what? I literally seen a video of somebody getting surgery and they looked at it like, what the hell is this green shit? And they pulled it out. It's a when I tell you, it's a whole porn star cucumber. Like, I mean, I mean, the cucumber was the size of like a whole arm. You swallowed an arm, damn near. You understand what I'm saying? Queen, first of all, your body, you are too precious to be sitting here letting a cucumber go down your throat. Okay? We get it. You have deep throats. Okay? I, I see it. We understand it. But now you're getting your, your health, you're putting yourself at risk. Okay? Let me say that again. You're putting yourself at risk. You're literally sitting here trying to what? Do what? Prove to what? The niggas in the club? Yeah, they probably getting dicks up right now. Not even watching your shit. It's, it's, so I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Let the challenge go. Let it go before somebody really sit here and die. You understand what I'm saying? From this shit? Because a hee hee ha ha and then somebody die. Oh my God. No, cut it out now. Cut that shit out now. And, it, it, and honestly, it ain't cute. It's not. It's not cute. It's not cute. That already put a lot of assumptions and notions in my head about you. Shit. It's not cute. Let it go. Let it fucking go. Um, and then, then, I think all of y'all niggas who... Ki- <sighs> Here's the thing, bro. <laughs> the f- Niggas have been stealing our grocery stores for, for generations, for years. It's just been on the lowest of keys. Right. Niggas have been taking from grocery stores for years. It's just been it's just been that. Right. 
And I think grocery stores have let a lot of people slide. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of I let I think a lot of grocery stores let a lot of people slide, even though they high prices and shit. I think they let, let a lot of people slide when it comes to them just, you know, not scanning some sort of food and just letting them walk out. Okay, cool, whatever. You understand what I'm saying? I, I think they put that notion in their head, like, yeah, we're gonna get some food stolen, but da da da. Never in the wildest dreams have you ever seen somebody literally lick, drink, or even open. I know you open bag of chips in a in a in a liquor store or maybe in Meyer. You know what I'm saying? But never have I seen you, never have I ever seen somebody literally go into the freezer. Dip their whole hand in a fucking carton of ice cream or even put their tongue on a carton of ice cream and put it back. <clears throat> Let me just say something. Y'all are some trifling ass motherfuckers. Niggas, all that. I, I don't even know how, I don't even what to call y'all. Y'all are trifling. Y'all are disgusting. And there is one woman out here that is facing up to 20 years to life. Now, Devontae, isn't that a little harsh? Well, no, not for real. Because what if she has some type of STD? What if she has some type of disease? Now you licking some fucking ice cream, okay? And now that ice cream, which you have not put on social media, is now in the store licked. That's not fresh ice cream. It's done. So let somebody let's say somebody takes that ice cream, takes it to the counter, doesn't check it. Cause really, who check we never really checked ice cream. Because why? We wouldn't expect people to sit here. You expect somebody to sit here and maybe take a bag of chips or open a bag of chips. That's common, right? That's very common. I've seen a lot of that shit in the I've seen a lot of that shit even in Grand Rapids. It's common. But the fact that y'all sit here and y'all motherfuckers go into the freezer section. And literally scoop your hand or lick the ice cream, you're disgusting. You're disgusting. I don't know who raised you. I don't know. To the to the to the cucumber ass sucking motherfuckers and to the fucking licking ass ice cream niggas who I don't know who raised y'all. I don't know who raised y'all. And it's and it's crazy. Y'all are wild. Y'all are fucking wild. Who raised y'all? I don't get it. Who's who is raising you, motherfucker? Cause y'all just out here wilding, and y'all think social media is just for play play. <laughs> y'all think this shit cool. Y'all just think y'all just I just put it on I just put it on the gram Facebook. I'm gonna get I'm gonna go viral. I'm gonna go viral. Everybody wanna go viral. Everybody wanna go viral. I'm gonna go viral, bro. Yeah, you gonna go viral and get your ass shot, or you gonna go viral and go to jail. Now you crying now, now baby girl give me <laughs> Now you crying. No. Take accountability for what the fuck you did because you are dumb. And I know that your parents are not gonna tell you. I know that your you know your friends ain't gonna say nothing. Oh, girl, you didn't they didn't mean No, I'm gonna tell you because I'm your friend. You understand what I'm saying? And just like every other show, your friend is going to tell you the truth. Like I said, I'm. I, you know what I came to realize is that I'm a buzzkill. I'm really a buzzkill. That's why people don't fuck with me. 
And that's okay. I'm, I'm good with it, right? But I'm a buzzkill. I, tr- I tell the truth. It is crazy. I tell a lot of truth. You understand what I'm saying? And the fa- and, and, and I've seen it. The more truth I tell, the more people like literally just, just shy away from me. But the more I elevate, I'll be like, ooh, you wasn't even on the ride anyway, bitch. Ah! <laughs> but, but for real, somebody need to tell y'all the truth. Because all this cucumber sucking and all this licking on the ice cream need to need to stop. Like it, it just need to chill. Like what the what the fuck? Then y'all want to sit here and talk about well maybe she shouldn't even get to yeah she should. Then y'all got then y'all then y'all got the grocery stores putting locks on the fucking freezer saying literally uh get a uh. Get a customer service representative if needed. Literally, I just seen that on, on the shade room. A grocery store literally. Be, because now you have to put the ice cream on lock. First, it was the games. Okay? We already know we got the electronics on lock. Y'all niggas can't do shit. But now it's the ice cream. Y'all niggas that hungry that y'all literally just taking shit. And it's probably not even people that are really struggling out here. It's really people that just want to sit here and do some dumb shit and go viral. You understand what I'm saying? But then y'all trying to go fucking V-I-R-A-L. Y'all about to go to J-I-A-L. Okay? Like, that's how dumb y'all looking. That's how stupid you're looking. But then y'all want to sit here and cry wolf. No, don't cry wolf. No. No. It's too many fucking diseases, too much shit going around here for y'all to be sitting here grabbing, licking, or sucking anything in a freezer. Period. I'm going to leave it there. Um, let's talk about... Uh, let's talk about Blueface real quick. Now, if y'all don't know who Blueface is, you know, bust down Tatiana, whatever. whatever. So, Blueface <laughs> decided to kick out his mom and his sister out of his house for his two girlfriends. Okay? I, and that's what I... You heard what I said. I said two girlfriends. And, um, listen... The backstory behind this is basically, allegedly, um, you know, Blueface mom and sister got into it with their with the girlfriends, and uh, I guess Blueface was kicked out the house at eighteen or whatever, blah 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 blah, and you know, I guess I don't know if he has a grudge against his mother or whatnot and his sister. I don't know. But um from from the alleged story that was dropped, um basically him uh him uh his mother, his daughter, I mean his mother, his sister got into it with the two girlfriends. He kicked he literally kicked, kicked them out. Like he kicked his sister. I think it was like his sister or his mother. Um out the house. Literally, like gone. Um and Blueface was just, you know, ranting and raving on instagram about you know how you kicked me out and now that i I kicked you out now it's now it's a thing now you feeling some type of way blah 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 here is my thing about this um for one he's going to learn um and that's exactly what i put in my notes uh blue face gonna learn (laughs) um that no matter what your mom did to you, right? Because I understand. I can empathize with you. Me and my mom have had some, you know, arguments on our day. 
But here's the thing. That's still your mama, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she, and now, I don't know y'all, y'all situation at, at the end of the day. I don't know how y'all relationship is, right? But that's still your mama, bro. You don't put your hands, your feet on your mama or your sister. You understand what I'm saying? You don't let no woman disrespect your mother. Period. Period. Oh, I remember girls would get mad at me for not, for, for taking up for my mom. You understand what I'm saying? But I would just not let nobody disrespect her. That, that's just what it was. You're not about to sit here and disrespect the queen of my heart. You understand what I'm saying? Like, she's been queen. Like, yeah, of course. We gonna have it out some days. Because I'm growing up, and I'm getting my own mind. I'm doing my own thing. And yeah, of course, she's not gonna agree with the shit that I do. But what the hell you not gonna do is disrespect her. Brother, and let up two other women disrespect her in, well, I mean, it is your house. But at the same time, you just don't let nobody disrespect you. Now, I get, you know, you may be hurt. You know what I'm saying? Hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? I get that you may be hurt from, you know, some past trauma or whatnot, whatever. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know all the story. But I just feel like um, those girls won't stay long. Uh, I give it maybe about a year. Because I... I when you look at a situation like that, typically, normally, it's going, it's not going to be um, forever. You know, it, it's not going to be, oh, you, you, um, you know, he said, hey, y'all, 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 y'all planning on staying with your boy? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, mm, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think y'all are about to, you know, have a, a grand a grand time, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think y'all are about to, but you know I, I could I could be wrong, right? I I could be wrong. So you know, shout out to Blueface and you know everything like that. I hope everything goes well with you and your 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 mom and your sister and everything. Like, but don't put your hands on 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 your, on your family no more, bro. Don't don't kick your family like that. Don't do that because you will get your ass whooped. Don't do that, bro. Don't don't put your hands on no woman no more. No, that's 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 not it. That's that's definitely not it. Um, California is the first state, the first state to protect black and brown people uh, for hairstyles. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, literally, California. Now, there's been a lot of state, a lot of these states, period, and a lot of job markets. Sit here and say that a lot of us cannot wear our hair a certain way. So black women putting braids or locks or even your natural froze, you know what I'm saying? Um, even huh, lace front wigs, lace front weeds, you know what I'm saying? Like and for men, you know, our locks, our curly hair, our mohawks or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever hairstyle we get, we can fadangle and we can fuck it up and we can make it look great. You understand what I'm saying? Like black people, we just that, we just dope. So I just want to shout out California for a minute for doing this because this is, this is amazing. You understand what I'm saying? For, for y'all to sit here and change the narrative and basically say, hey, you can literally wear your hairstyle any way you want to because that doesn't take away from your productivity. It doesn't take away from what you're doing or anything like that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, now, don't come in there all crazy. You understand? Don't come in there all looking all, you know, crazy as hell. Your hair wild. There's a difference, right? And we're going to get into the whole Chris Brown nice hair thing in just a minute. Um... <laughs> But literally, don't come in there looking all crazy. But I, I, I salute and I applaud California for being the first state to literally just 
do this. You know what I'm saying? Because it, 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 I hate that it takes things like this, but it takes things like this. It takes states like California to sit here and make and, and make the proclamation like, hey, hair doesn't matter. Why are you worried? Are you mad that your hair can't get like that? Are you mad that your hair can't stay like that? Are you mad that you have to sit here and get extensions and shit like that just for you to get braids? You know what I'm saying? When I have multiple black women that I know could just braid their hair with their natural hair. You know, it's a, it's a jealousy thing. You know what I'm saying? Because when it comes to white people, they, they don't have really good hair. Not all of them. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to us, we have great hair. It's just a lot. Of, it's just that be a lot of the times. You know what I'm saying? We have so many products out there that a lot of products that we have eh, rarely work for the white head. You know what I'm saying? There's some products that are, you know, versatile, but when it comes to us, we have those. We have we have products for our hair. We have hairstyles, protective hairstyles, you know, that protect our hair. So what you call nappy may not be nappy to us. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate California for literally just taking that step and just letting it be known that you can wear your hair any type of way and go to work. From locks to natural to sitting here, straight bone, bob cut, lace front wig or weave, you know what I'm saying? Janet Jackson braids, you know what I'm saying? Two braids down. It don't matter, bro. Where? So I, I appreciate that. Now, let's talk about what I think people have been waiting for me to talk about. Um, Chris Brown um, has been... On the receiving end of a lot of backlash. She's been on the receiving end of a lot of backlash. And it's because of his new album, um, Indigo, which I believe hit number one on the Billboard chart. Shout out to Chris. I haven't really listened to it. Uh, I'm still in heartbreak of a full moon, honestly. Um, but in his song, Need That, with uh, Jonah Lucas and Lil Wayne, he said that he only fucked bitches with nice hair. Now... Of course, Twitter, social media, period, went on a whole rant. Oh, my God. What you mean you only fuck with bitches with good hair? Like, you don't fuck with what you... Uh, right? Whew. Okay. I'm I'm about to get canceled some more for this, so it, it don't even matter. But here's the thing. Um, what's nice hair? What categorizes nice hair? Because I've seen a lot of black women sit here and get upset, cuss him out under his comments and everything like that. So what my thing is, what is nice hair? Because I think nice hair is a, a beautiful afro. I think nice hair is a beautiful lace front wig or weave. Um, I think nice hair is your natural hair. That looks beautiful. You understand what I'm saying? If you do it. Right? So... I think to everybody that got an attitude about that, that particular line in the song, can shut the fuck up. For real, for real. Can shut the fuck up because y'all listening to way, way, way more uncensored shit, me, (laughs) than, you know, and other artists out here. Than to be sitting here worried about little old Chris Brown. You understand what I'm saying? Like, y'all really worried about. Now, here's the thing, Chris. You kind of went a little overboard when you were being a little disrespectful, you know? And I always sit here and say, like, bro, you don't have to sit here. You're a celebrity. You understand what I'm saying? You're a celebrity. You don't need to, um, you don't need to sit here and respond to everybody. 
You don't have to. You're Chris fucking Brown. Why? But in the age of social media, there there has to be a response. There needs to be a response. So he was just responding, you know, saying a lot of colorist, um, colorism. Um, cr- he was getting a lot of co- uh, colorism cr- uh, criticism because Chris Brown is known to fuck with a lot of um, light-skinned girls. And I guess my dark-skinned queens are upset. And here's the thing. I think Scotty Bean, and I love me some Scotty Bean. I think she said it. I think she said it like really, really great. Um, and I think I have the actual picture of what she said. She was like, "I'm just speaking for myself, but can we stop trying to force black men slash women who do who don't do not want to see uh, uh want to see dark skinned women uh to see us? We don't have to prove shit to anyone. Please don't feel like you have to convince uh, these people who barely love themselves to love you." I love the support, but we are good. Searching for uh, valid, uh, validity in others uh, and others' trash-ass opinions slash preferences is how we get we got here anyway. And I'm good. And if you feel me, we good. You understand what I'm saying? Scotty Bean is a beautiful, chocolate, dark-skinned piece of Hershey kiss. Do you understand what I'm saying? And here's the thing. Dark-skinned women, light-skinned women, damn, caramel-skinned women, black women, period, y'all are beautiful. Because he has a preference of who he wants to be with, that's his preference. That doesn't mean that this man sits here and just fucks with light-skinned bitches, right? If he just fuck with light-skinned women, then that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Let it go. Dark women, dark-skinned queens, let it go. Just, just let him do what he do, right? You go to niggas like me who fuck with dark skins. You understand? I love them all, but I prefer a dark-skinned woman. You understand what I'm saying? I love me some chocolate. I love me some chocolate. Do you hear me? Chocolate on chocolate. Ooh, wait. Listen, I've always, <laughs> I've always loved dark chocolate. So when it comes to a dark skin chocolate, one good God almighty. Okay? That's my preference. You understand what I'm saying? However, I have had a diverse pool of women. That doesn't mean I don't fuck with all women, right? This same can go for can go for you. If you only fuck with light skinned dudes, if you have a preference for light skinned dudes, that doesn't mean you just fuck with light skin. You can say I only fuck with light skinned dudes. You can say that. Okay, cool. But you say I have a preference. I have a preference for light skins. That doesn't mean I just fuck light skins or fuck with light skins. I fuck with everybody. So, Chris Brown, stop sitting here going on social media and getting mad, right, and responding. I think celebrities need to stop responding. Um, to everybody that came at his head, chill out. You understand what I'm saying? Chill out. Because the same, res- you, you, you sitting here criticizing him and canceling him, quote unquote, you're the same person that's sitting here listening to R. Kelly P. right now. You're listening. You're listening to R. Kelly, Happy People, right now, but you're talking about canceling Chris Brown. Like, come on now. You understand what I'm saying? If, if anything, we need to cancel both of them, right? If you want to sit here and be technical, you understand? We need to cancel both of them. But since you're not canceling R. Kelly, you listening to Twelve Plays right now, right? Shut up and let that man Chris Brown do what he do. You understand what I'm saying? That's it. Uh, Hold on, y'all. I'm, I'm getting a text message. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo. All right, so we are going to get into Miss uh, Carrie Coco Goff. I want to give her a special shout out. Miss um, Carrie Coco Goff is this, is this amazing black queen, 15 years old, dominating the Wimbledon right now. In tennis, you know what I'm saying? She beat Venus Williams in, the, I believe, the second round or the first round. And I believe that was one of her idols. Um, and the fact that she is um, just just dominating the sport as a black, as a young black woman, it's crazy. However, I wanted to give her that shout out. But however, before I leave off, off, off on this topic, Wimbledon. I need y'all to get some more, um, um, how can I say this nicely? Uh, some more black correspondents for Wimbledon, black commentators. Uh, because the old white dude that had on the glasses, literally, I felt disrespected for Coco Golf. Um, when he literally, when, when one of the white women was like, she's, a, 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 she's an amazing, she's a dope American. Right. And he questioned that. He was like, she's a dope American already. I said, bruh, don't don't get snatched up through this TV. Don't get snatched up. He said it like three times so he could change. So she could change. Don't get snatched up through this TV, bro. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Old white man. Okay. And here's the thing. I liked when Charlemagne, one of his assistants, said, I'm not voting for nobody that's not about to see my country in the next 20 years. Old white man. Love you, Bernie. Love you, Ben uh, Biden. Old white man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, let me talk about the Food Network real quick. Let me let me let me talk about it. So listen, the food. <laughs> so I I I sat here and uh, I reposted a video from Lala Milan. If y'all don't know who Lala Milan is, she is an Instagram sensation, actress, um, Instagram sensation uh no nah, social media sensation actress um bilingual sexy ass just beautifulness period um she put up a a commentary video of the food network um making fried bologna sandwiches now you didn't hear you heard me right i said fried bologna sandwiches now i reposted the video on my facebook and on my instagram page right the Food Network blocked me and her. <laughs> they blocked me and her because the fact of the matter is her commentary through the whole video was priceless. It was funny as hell. Right? She said literally the first the first part of the video was like, "All right, we're about to make a negro bologna sandwich." <laughs> because how I think Food Network is literally tanking. Because how in the hell, how in the hell are you sitting here, um, are you sitting here, um, literally, (sighs) y'all sitting here making fried bologna sandwiches on Food Network. Like, that's how you know y'all are tanking. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you know. Y'all are tanking for real. Like, that's how you know. It is bad, duh. You understand what I'm saying? Like, bad. Right? Like, it's bad. It. 
And the fact of the matter is you tried to spice it up by putting like sauerkraut, mustard, mayonnaise. Like here's the thing. Too much goddamn, and y'all know I love mayonnaise, but too much goddamn mayonnaise. Too much damn condiments can just be overwhelming. You understand what I'm saying? And the fact of the matter is when you fry bologna, you got to make sure that bologna that bologna is crispy. You need to make sure that the edges are burnt. Not, not fried. Burnt. Okay, because you need to hear that crunch. When you crunch into that bread. First of all, the bread needs to be toasted. Okay, that bread looked it ugly as hell. You buttered a... <laughs> you buttered a skillet. Uh, or was it like a, like a pancake griddle skillet and y'all she cut a she cut an x in the middle of the damn not la la but the girl who was on food network doing it she cut a she cut an x in the middle of the balloon <sighs> y'all try to make anything seem fancy literally and i feel like y'all was in the in the in the in the meeting room like dog we have nothing else to do i feel like we've done everything and and there's so many more great chefs out here that are doing way more on YouTube or Instagram and shit. That Food Network is literally falling by the wayside. And you have to understand that. So don't get mad at me because I re- reposted a video. Y'all did something that was just dumb as fuck. Y'all did fry bologna. Anybody can fry bologna. Anybody. Okay? Period. Um... Hold on, y'all got to get some stuff together. Uh, Let's talk about the NBA free agency real quick. We'll get a lot more into it during the after hours, but I'm going to just go into it. I told y'all, I told y'all that Kawhi was going to the Clippers and not the Lakers. The fact that 95% of the whole world thought that this man was going to the Lakers is funny as hell. And, and. Now the Clippers are the front runners to win the title. Why? It's just not because of Kawhi. Because he brought PG-13. <laughs> PG-13. Okay? Now, Paul George, as reported, allegedly had some disconnect with uh, uh, with Russell Westbrook. So... Um, <laughs> the mad crazy part about this is Russ is completely done. Completely just, he done, he done, as much as I love Russ, he's my second favorite player behind Kawhi now. Literally just like, I, you know, he just can't get a break. And I feel like he needs to get traded. It just needs to be done. OKC has tried. It, it just it just needs to be it just needs to be done now. You know, it just it just needs to be uh, had and through and just over it. You know, um, because Russell Westbrook at this point is not going to win in OKC. It's not going to happen. Now let's get to the Battle of LA. The Battle of LA is about to be some shit. Okay, but what we have to understand is that the Battle of California will be even bigger. We have GSW, we have the Clippers, and we have the Lakers. Okay, the Lakers just signed DeMarcus Cousins, re signed Rondo, 
Caldwell Pope, and JaVale McGee. They just signed Danny Green. And y'all know how much I love Danny. Because Danny was fucking up in the playoffs a little bit. But y'all know how much I love Danny. I, I was flabbergasted at all of the trades this year. And like I said, we'll talk about it in the after hours later on uh, when I record today. Uh, but all of this, this NBA free agency, the 2020, the 2019-2020 season is going to be magnificent. It's going to be crazy. And I'm looking at the West like, oh, shit. I'm looking, I'm even looking at the East like, oh shit. I'm like, whoa. So um, that is what's happening in free agency right now. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I need to discuss? Hey, um, shout out to Rob Mendez, right? Um, Rob Mendez is a coach, a high school coach. Um, I just seen an ESPN SC featured on him and, um, he has no arms, no legs. This man coaches high school football, uh, JV. And when I tell you this man made me cry because we take so much shit for granted. We take so much for granted. This man has to, he has his his primary caregiver is his best friend. So literally Literally, this man sits here and he goes to practice. He's like every other coach, if not if not even like strength mentally, even not more. Like watching his story of how he wasn't born with limbs was crazy to me. The fact that we sit here and we complain so much about life and this man gets up every day, every day. And and I just don't think about it like him. I think about every paraplegic, um, every handicapped individual out there who is literally doing it better than the than what we're doing. The niggas who actually got most of the shit together, not even together. I just mean that in like a body sense, even in a mental sense. They are going out there and killing the game every damn day. So for me, when I see stuff like that, when I see great things like that, I see here and I just it, it re-humbles me. It re-humbles me. Why can't I go walk to the fucking store? Why can't I go walk and get some groceries? You understand what I'm saying? Oh, I'm complaining about it. No. Change that mindset because somebody out here ain't didn't wake up this morning. They don't got no legs, they ain't got no arms. You know what I'm saying? They in a wheelchair. They got to be pushed. Right? We take our lives for granted so much and we complain. And I think if a lot of us watch stuff, watch things like Rob Mendez and him literally being a JV coach, taking his team to a state championship, losing, right? But came close. Giving his all. We take it for granted, people. We take it too much for granted. Man, we take it too much for granted. So I'm going to take a five-minute break, and then we will be back with our bull, our, our guys from the diatribe. Um, and, yeah, we will be back. This is the opinion of Brother Pop. <laughs>
can't even talk today. <laughs> this is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode 88, and we'll be back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, episode 88. And this is the Opinionated Topic of the Week, the second half of the show. And we got two good brothers in the building right now, too. Good bro- Listen, listen, before I even start, I want, I want y'all to gas yourselves, first of all. You understand what I'm saying? I want, to, I want y'all to let the people know at home who you are, what you're doing. Listen, when you gas yourself, t- tell, them what, tell, them, tell them what they want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Tell them what you want them to know. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was reading your bios and everything, looking y'all up in there, I'm like, God damn. All right. Uh, y'all are y'all are words, the truth. Words about self. Uh, <laughs> my name is Marcel Fable Price. Yes, sir. Uh, most people just call me Fable. Uh, I'm the Poet Laureate of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Come on, the first person of color to hold the title <laughs> and the youngest in city history to hold the title. Come on now. Uh, I'm co-host of the Drunken Retort. Uh, show that happens every Monday night at Stella's Lounge hey. in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now, see, I didn't know that. from all across the country, uh, even some poets from across the world. Come on, uh, and I'm also uh, executive director and a teaching artist with a nonprofit organization called the Diatribe, yes, sir. which we also started. Period. Um, and the Diatribe uses performing arts to empower young people to share their stories, raise awareness of social issues, and be active members in their community. Um, but I also travel across the country, share poems, speak at different colleges and universities, uh, and uh, tell a lot of stories. Wow. That's a lot, man. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> you know, we don't get a lot of people that come on, and when I tell people to gas themselves, they don't go into that much detail. <laughs> so, no, 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 I, I want that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think we do that enough. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Uh, I'm Foster, a.k.a. Autopilot. Um, okay, Autopilot. Spoken word artist. Come on. Formerly known as the hip-hop artist from Come. the group Great Theory. Uh, we got to travel around uh, the country on Vans Warped Tour. Uh, bring it back to her doing hip-hop. Um, I work a lot. Got a bunch of jobs. You ask anybody, I always got a job. I know that's right. Come on. Come on now. Um I've uh, been uh, in the nightlife scene in uh, Grand Rapids since I pretty much moved here for 12 years. Started throwing my own shows about six years ago. I do the original Back to the 90s party. Um, do you really? I do. I do that thing. You the man that be doing the 90s party? Yeah, the original Back to the 90s party. <laughs> you mean the one that just happened? A couple? No, that wasn't it. Oh, the one, uh, yeah, I did one on... Uh, June 8th. At was that at Pyramid's? Oh, bro, that was high. Man, I'm glad you got Listen. Listen, listen. And that was like, that did that, yeah. We have secret celebs that just pop in there. Like, we had a. Sherry Shepard was in that yeah. thing. Woo! She was going ham. She, she was drunk. She bro, was I got a picture with you. I don't even think she drank, man. Really? Yeah, I think she was just up there. Just lit. I don't like. I know that's right. That's what's up. Uh, but yeah, I do the original Back to the 90s party. Uh, also, uh,. Yeah, creator and host of the uh, the Drunk Tour. I'm also one of the creators of the Diatribe and spoken word artist with them. Um, yeah, man, I throw parties. I do consulting. Um, I'm just out here, man, having fun. Yeah, getting old, getting old, having fun, <laughs> having fun. Watch How old are we talking? Man, I'm 37, man. No, you're not. Yeah. Favor, how old are you? 30. No, you're not. Yeah. Y'all lying to me right now. Like, hold up, people. Like, we're not we're not live right now. So <laughs> y'all can't see their face. Right? Foster, you don't look 37. I don't, man. 
No. If you see Fable, my mom, you if don't my mom, look. No, no, no. Y'all lying, bro. Give, I need birth certificates. <laughs> on, on tap right now. Give me the social security number. I need to look it up. Because y'all lying, bro. Y'all lying. Okay. If you look at my mom, like, uh, like let's say like uh, she and I go shopping together, mm-hmm. um, they will card her as well as me. That's why. Wow. Are you serious? My mom in her 60s. Yeah. She does look great. Y'all. Listen. First of all, the fact that I didn't even know half to about about 60% of everything that y'all just said. Yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of starstruck. I feel like, I feel like I'm in a movie. That's kind of like the beauty of navigating in different circles, though. Because, like, one element in the work is all about uh, education and empowering youth. So, it's like, if you're in the nonprofit sector, you might be aware and know what's going on with that. The other areas are nightlife, so it's like there's a certain population of Grand Rapids that's in the nightlife. Right. And if you're not in the nightlife, then you might know absolutely nothing no, about absolutely that. Because um, I'm not. I'm not yeah. even gonna hold you. I'm not. I'm not. And honestly, I probably need to be, but I just, I, I, I'm just so into me right now. Man, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just so into. You know, I'm just so into just growing what I got going on right now. Yeah. You know, like don't get me wrong. I've definitely heard great things about the drug and retort. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I, I I I think I see a Snapchat. Somebody sitting there doing some great poetry, maybe every week. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's that I know is there. Ask yeah, Stella, and we can try to go live whenever we have features too. Oh really? Oh, yeah. that's at least like uh, two times a month that we go live and record. We do it mostly just for the feature, mm-hmm. but I mean, like it's it's a dope thing, man. Because like I said, uh, or like Fable said, like we have we have artists that have come internationally. We have artists that come uh, from all over the states, man, and like. This is a good ass time. Like yeah. I just had uh, Ciara Freeman just come in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, wreck it down. Shout, shout out to Miss Freeman. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. Internationally, we had uh, Stephen Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, he came all the way from Ireland, and like he said, uh, he's been in front of, he's performed in front of a hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. and then he never felt as uh, as scared to be on stage as was as what he was in front of the drum tours. Yeah. Really? Well, we have artists come from yeah, New York, California, Austin, Texas, Charlotte. Um, yeah, twice a month. So y'all just local celebrities out here, just on the low. Man, I, don't I don't know, know what about celebrity that. Is. Yeah, I don't know y'all just local. I mean, y'all just doing a lot. I get a, I get a drink or two for free. Yeah. Hey, there you. Hey, hey, hey. There yeah. you go. Because honestly, that's that's local here. celebrity <laughs> status right there. Speaking I get a drink. Food. Shout out to Super Dream with Motu Vijay. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Look, listen. When I um, I met Fable at uh, Spring GR. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, first of all, Fable, I, I I literally said on the podcast that week when I did it, I was like, you should have won everything. I appreciate okay, that. you should have won everything because yo pitch, man. <laughs> yo, it's perfect. This <laughs> man was per- listen, and I was going because Josh graduated, right? Yeah. Joshua Harris, and mm-hmm. um. That's my boy. That's my PV. You know, we we pledge like mm-hmm. AKSI together. So I'm always supporting, uh, you know, everybody that's doing something around this thing. Mm-hmm. So um, get in there, and I see I see Fable up. I'm like, who is this man with these braids? This man. I just I just felt his energy. I'm in the back, <laughs> and I just felt his energy. I was like, yo, this man about to say something, and we all about to listen. I and it was, <laughs> man, it was it was like a movie. No, seriously, <laughs> it was like, who is this man? I said, if he don't win, I don't, I don't know. 
Right, I was one crowd favorite. He did, he did, and crowd favorite you did, but I just was like, man, he should just won everything. But um, to everybody that that graduated from Spring Gr and got um, yeah got some money, that was that was dope. Um, it was it was incredible, and uh, the people that won are very deserving. Absolutely, and they also have ideas where that capital would directly take their businesses to new heights. Absolutely, uh, in that moment, yep. um, which, which is, is like incredibly important. Yeah. Uh, whereas for what we were going for, it'd really just be seed funding and accruing as much capital as possible right. to match other people's capital. So, so let's talk about it. Let's, fast, let's right? talk about it. Why did y'all start the diet drop? Because the diatribe really intrigued me in in a sense that you guys are giving voices to a community that really isn't here. You we, know? We started out as a bunch of poets going to the East Town Hookah Lounge, man. And then uh, our prize was jumping off. Mm-hmm. And it was us. And we were together weekly. And we just decided to make a run for it um, mm-hmm. to do... Um, just to add poetry to the showcase. We were like, what's something that's not being done in art prize? And we were like, people's intentionality with art. Yeah. And we were mm. like, who's not being reached? And we are like, man, imagine all the people who are blind and or deaf that never get to experience art. Mm-hmm. And then after thinking more about it, we were like, what is something that people can experience, even if they can't see or hear? And we are right. like, it's, well, it's words. Right. Um, and then, like, furthermore, through our research, we found out that West Michigan has one of the large blind and deaf, frame, or blind and deaf areas. Really, in the entire state. Wow! So we ended up getting a ton of money donated uh, in kind to make Braille possible. Right. To where we had murals all around the venue, as well as our poetry all around the venue, and just like little snippets and quotes all around the venue. Uh, and it was all brought to life in books uh, held together by kind of like a guiding rope mm-hmm. with text and Braille. Uh, and then we had videos going uh, with closed captioning and sign language. And then we also had uh, live performances twice a day, a couple of which had uh, somebody signing as we were performing. Uh, Y'all, I feel like I'm in, in the mood. I, I really feel like I'm I'm in the room with two celebrities. Right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, because listen, it's, I've I've been very vocal on this podcast, and um, I've said it multiple times. It's not a lot of black men that I look up to in this in this space. You know what I'm saying? And um, when Fable, when I talked to Fable, he he, you intrigued me so much. Your mind was so creative. A million miles. A million miles. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> it was. It was so creative in how you not only pitched the diatribe, but how you really just, for me, took me in and was like, well, I didn't know this space was out here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I didn't know this space was out here because we get the art prize, right? Mm-hmm. We get we get the 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 how do I say the surface level art. Yeah. Right? But to see you saying, okay, I'm a poet, mm-hmm. motivational speaker, I sit here and do this, I art I do art and everything. Like I'm like, sir, I need you on the podcast. <laughs> I, I I appreciate it. Um a light uh not more, not really a correction, but for the people, I guess, who are listening that don't mm-hmm. know, um, we have a nonprofit organization that's called the Diatribe. Uh, going through Spring GR, uh, I gained uh, the tools to build a business plan for a for-profit entity that we are looking at, uh, truly getting off the ground. And that for-profit entity or social enterprise is called the Diatribe Theater. We want to have a, a physical space in the southeast side of Grand Rapids. Uh, where the front is two retail spaces that we could rent out to a small coffee shop and a small bookstore. Uh, The back of the space would be a 200 to 300 person fully functional theater space. 
Um, and the upstairs would be office spaces that we'd rent out to different creative agencies that want to invest in the southeast side. Um, office spaces that are well below market rate. Right. Um, in a place where people on the southeast side and people from all over the city can go. The art desk. Yeah, and, and go to a place that is a cultural... <laughs> Yeah, like a lot of people know the southeast side of Grand Rapids is a food desert, but it's also an arts and culture desert. There's no venues in the southeast side. There is no nightlife that people can go to and feel safe and feel like they can see jazz and feel like they can Mm. see hip-hop shows and feel like they can go to like a a 90s party, right? Like these things just don't exist in that part of town. Um, So we really want to create that space there so that even more we'll see uh, a purpose to do so and follow suit so that we can make the southeast side uh, an artistic oasis and make it a place that people can come and enjoy from all areas of life, but also spend their dollars at these businesses, these these black and brown businesses, uh, to increase equity and capital in these communities. Okay. What? Man, y'all got to stop. No, don't stop. Don't stop. But <laughs> don't stop. You gotta get better. You gotta, right. Man, listen though. It is refreshing to 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 see for me, I I I'm and Foster, I'm just meeting you today. Man, I'm out here. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just meeting you today and I'm like, I, I need you as my mentor. <laughs> All day. I'm still learning every day, man. But that's the th- that's the thing about being a mentor though. You understand what I'm saying? I never seen somebody just have it all together. Right? And the thing about me as a good mentor is always being authentic in your in your walk and in your purpose. So if you learning, I'm learning with you. That's true. You understand what I'm saying? It's not gonna be all cookie cutter and and and, and peaches and cream and, and and rainbows and herbs and all of that good stuff. Like it's yeah. <laughs> rainbows and herbs. It's not gonna be all <laughs> that's a great name for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. rainbows. rainbows and herbs, you know, so it's not gonna it's not gonna be all of that. So for me is I've I've being in this creative way that I'm in and blogging and podcasting and everything and uh, doing what I'm doing, it's hard to find creative minds mm-hmm. around here. Yeah. So when I found him, <laughs> I tried to latch on as quick as possible. <laughs> and when he said he was bringing you, I said, oh, perfect. Nope. Perfect. What made y'all want to get into poetry? A lot of black men don't. Man, I was doing, I was doing the hip-hop shows, man. But, like, uh, you know, I think you always have it in there. Cause like I've always uh, prided myself on being able to write, right? Mm-hmm. I can always like, I can write a paper, no problem. And right. I, can, I can always express my point. And when I get to write it, I get to see it thoroughly, and these are my words, and I, I get to say it exactly how I want. Right. Um, so I was doing like the hip hop, you know, and hit people with the lyrics or whatever. And then like uh, the homie Azizi was like, "Man, like, why don't you ever just like spit a poem?" And then like, and then I spit a couple poems, and they were like, "Wow, like, like keep it, keep it going." So like, I mean, like. Uh, I think I think both of them are just like two sides of a coin, right? Still mm-hmm. the same coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like two different sides. Like one might hit you a little bit better just because it's got music go with it. One might do better just because it's acapella. But I mean, right. like it's still the same words. Um, and definitely, uh, East Town Hookah Lounge definitely pushed it. Uh, and then just like hearing my friends and seeing their growth pushed it further. And then like Fable's always been my guy. Like even when like uh we would go to the different shows it would be me and him next thing you know, then it was just me him and rachel mm-hmm. and then um the three of us like kept staying down so like Fable and i we started the show mm-hmm. uh and at first we were going to do a different spot and then that spot just didn't work out and then like the way things were coming from stella and then fable just constantly like having my back i was like all right well let's do this thing together mm-hmm. and um we got it up and rolling and then a year in we uh decided to bring on uh Rachel Gleason, and that's 
that's our third leg. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, uh, the three of us. Now the three of me going for six years. Yeah, now the show's been going for six years. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And super, super, super wild. How, how did I get into poetry? Um, I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was filling out a high school English class. A teacher uh, knew that I love hip-hop, and she gave me a book of poems by Tupac, The Rose That Grew Through the Concrete. Oh, um, yes, Lord. And at the end of the year, she sent me to a writer's camp that was ran by the Ann Arbor Poetry Slam team. Oh, and, wow. Uh, one guy, Slayman was his name, um, he just kind of showed me that poetry could be whatever I wanted it to be. It could, it could sound however I wanted it to sound. Uh, and he was somebody who looked like me, who was like doing it at yeah. the time, uh, at least what I thought was doing it. Um, so that's kind of like where I started writing. I started going to the Kalamazoo, uh, smoking spoken word, uh, ran the, the Blaze Hookah Lounge in Kalamazoo. And they were like, why are you driving all the way to Kalamazoo? You know we have a show in Grand Rapids. And I was like, no, I did not know you have a show in Grand Rapids. Because uh, I was driving from Grand Rapids to Kalamazoo. Uh, so I started going in Grand Rapids. Like, I didn't know uh, nothing. Yeah, no. I didn't <laughs> um, but I also was going out to Fire, uh, which is a great spot in Kalamazoo as well. It's a youth Oh, man, I thought now. you was about to say the Fire Festival. No, damn, no, damn, no, no, damn. Know, you got caught up. You got caught that was uh, a fiasco. I need a scarcity of lettuce, please. Oh man, <laughs> you know that lady still ain't got her fifty G's. Oh, I'm sure. Sick. I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you can expect to get it back. No, no. At this point, no. <laughs> you just, you just, point, you grab the, the you just gotta let that. that you just yeah. gotta take that big old L. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, People gotta start losing legs around here. That documentary is funny. That's what I'm going for, everybody. I'm going for your legs. Yeah, man, because you was like, man, come at your leg. Why you be going for the leg? Go for the legs, man. What's wrong with the, you can't go for the arms? Can't run away. Uh, what did they say in, uh, what was it? Uh, movie with Patrick Swayze, like Roadhouse or something. Oh, <laughs> man, that's a crazy. <laughs> man can't walk, can't fight, you know? Like, Damn, you know? that's, you're right, <laughs> you're right. That, that, that is true, though. That is true, though. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but both of y'all have deep hip-hop roots right um me i just i've always been a fan um i've just always loved hip-hop music Mm -hmm. since forever um i remember working at arby's at like 15 16 years old and there's this old guy who worked like the back line (laughs) and he was like you have you ever heard of the purple tape you need to stop listening to this new trash and i was like what's the purple tape and he like actually brought in the actual cassette tape that was was purple yeah no stop Uh, i'm about to say no (laughs) Um, oh, it was, it was a burn of the cassette tape, but I actually think the actual cassette tape was purple. Um, but yeah, he brought it in, uh, and then he started introducing me to like Wu Tang Clan, and like I literally just like fell in love with it even more. Um, which, yeah, uh, those roots led me to diving into poetry. Wow! Like the only hip hop head that was around there was uh, Jeff Hardiman, and uh, his uh, rap name was Sir Hope. That's Sir the I was Hope, the, I was the captain. <laughs> Come on, the captain. The captain. D.A. captain. The uh, <laughs> captain. Yeah, man. Like, uh, so, like, he he had a, he had a few tapes, right? But mm-hmm. I, I was always into, like, orchestra music, right? Anything Ooh. that was, like, super dope. Like, make you just lose your, your train of thought. Yeah. Uh, but I used to live in Detroit every summer. My cousin hey, Brandon, three, one, three. Like, Come on now. turned me on to... Uh, Towcast, and then like ah. something you know, and then like all of a sudden, like one day I got in class, uh, we were doing orchestra class, the teacher wasn't there or something, and, like we we're just chilling, turned to a study hall or something, like read sheet music, 
And then like uh, the homie, uh, Twyla McKinney, she was on the keys and started playing. Mm-hmm. And this dude named Larry Porter, still a homie, but uh, he started rapping. And I was like, man, that shit was garbage. And then I immediately, <laughs> like, he's like, hey, you do better. And then like, instantly right there, I just learned I could rap from that day. <laughs> so you just oh, told boys. Man, you trash. Man, I just like, and it was garbage. He was like, you do better. <laughs> Foster came out with the 16 bars and killed that shit. Just trying. Have fun, man. Like, we made a lot of jokes. Like, that's where it first came off of him. Just snaps. Just snapping on somebody on beat. So, let's get a little fun real quick. Let's have a little fun. What do y'all think about the hip-hop scene in Grand Rapids? Um, Is there a hip-hop scene here in Grand Rapids? I think they are hip hop people in Grand Rapids. As far as like a hip hop scene, I think it died maybe about like six years ago. Oh damn! Um, and with that saying, I've I think, been here for about six years. So when did that die? Um, I think the the venues, right? Like mm. they, they kept having the same people over and over. So like it kind of gets oversaturated, or yeah. it's just repeated. It, it kind of turns into one hundred four point five. Stop! Where you, you keep playing, you keep playing, you keep playing the same shit. You're only showcasing the same people, so you don't have any like. Uh, any difference? It's like the same. I'm laughing because it's true. <laughs> laughing because like it's true. I, I agree. Like seventy five percent of that. Oh man. But the main part that I agree with is like oversaturation, mm-hmm. right? And that's a that's a that's a huge problem for any market, right? But especially if you're an entertainer and you're doing shows, you don't want to be doing shows every other week or every month. Like yeah. you expecting your supporters and your base to come out that often and show up in these venues that are 300, 400 people, it just doesn't make sense, right? Um, And there was a lack of kind of like vision and drive, right? Where people are like, all right, you know what? Let's take this capital and let's do even bigger shows, right? Mm -hmm. Let's put in more production. Or like, oh, let's take this capital and start uh, finding ways that we can dive into distribution and that we can open up these new channels for younger generations or for other people who are coming up, right? Um, But there's a lot of incredibly talented hip-hop artists. Um, I think that there is a big um, lack of communication or connectivity between, like, let's say, uh, people who are into... Uh, the urban, more traditional market of hip-hop in Mm -hmm. Grand Rapids Mm -hmm. and the people who you see taking a ton of strides because they're around uh, access to capital and uh, connections and places uh, that like to play WYCE to uh, reach new markets that are different than their own historically. Um, And I think that uh, due to that, there's currently kind of like a little little stagnant nature to the hip-hop scene. There's a lot of people who are doing great things and trying to bring it back. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, like, I like how you said it was stagnant and like disconnected too. I mean, definitely. Um, and then, you know, like people not um, trying the different things, right? right There's multiple yeah. social networks, right? Absolutely. And then like now we have our guy... Uh, Vince Dix, who just started doing car bars, he's up to like mm-hmm. like ninety or something, right? Oh and wow! Car bars is dope, and that's just him in in a car with his little camera, and then just free or freestyle, freestyle, or hitting mm-hmm. spitting something that he wrote, and then just going over a beat, and like like you know, like that that is super dope. I also think that uh, a lot of people that are up and coming don't like talk to these up and coming like. Um, uh, videographers and photographers. Talk and about like, it. And no, talable, talk about it. Was also told people like like one of the things that he encourages people to do is to create a 
create a press kit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like this uh this disconnect because of uh, lack of knowledge or lack of. Uh, I'm actually getting into that later in the year and creating the press kit. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's, it is. It's it's important, but it also is. it's like one thing that I feel like gets a lot of rappers disheartened is that so many people in Grand Rapids are like, well, everybody's a rapper. Everybody does this. Everybody does that. Oh, there's a million views all over the place. But like those words are something that made me start thinking bigger. Like, wait, there's, there's a hundred me's all over the country. There's a thousand me's. Well, I want to get to know those me's. Right. Like trying to move as hard as I can. Because if I can get to know all these me's mm-hmm. and expand that network, that's incredibly valuable. Period. Um, and there I, is such a thing called me.com. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, um, like, don't say that. Well, I'm about to look it up right now. But, but like, if, I feel like if a lot of the incredibly talented hip-hop artists uh, just started networking and getting to know the thems in the Detroits or in the Chicago's or in the New York's or mm-hmm. in the Charlotte's um, and expanding their network. I feel like that would be so much more valuable um, and broaden their reach and broaden everybody's reach. Um, but I think that a lot of people are just really busy, right? Like a lot of people don't have the ability to be full-time artists. So they're working a lot <laughs> and it's hard to find that extra time Absolutely. to put into that. When you have 40 hours a week, yep. you're putting it on top of that. Maybe yep. 20 hours a week with another hobby. And then you're giving yourself 10 hours a week for art. Like, that's yeah, hard. Yeah. It is a lot. It is a lot. I see it a lot of um, a lot in Grand Rapids. Um, I've been here since 2012, really in Allendale. Graduated, of course, from Grand Valley. Y'all can see on the wall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, um, getting my master's right now. I'll uh, be graduating next year. Okay. And, um... Yeah, the hip hop scene here, well, quote unquote, you know, it. I think to your point, Fable, I think I want a lot of more people to network mm-hmm. with each other. You know what I'm saying? It, because I feel like it's a lot of dope individuals. Who are your out favorite here. local hip hop artists? Um, I like this dude named Cheese. I just met him. Yeah. Um, I just met him out of uh, out of a blend event a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I started listening to his music. He, he pretty dope. Now, who did you say? Cheese. His name is uh, Cheese Wiz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His name is Paul the Same. His name sounds spreadable. Ah, I'm fucking sleep. Uh, <laughs> but I feel, I feel like uh, if you look up some people, Lady Ace Boogie is super, super I've dope. heard of her, man. Uh, Speedy is super, super dope. Okay. You look up Speedy. Okay. Uh, e Will okay. is super dope. Ray Sean. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I never knew who he was, and I watched the video, and I was like, "Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> send me a whole list. Um. Yeah. There's J. Rob is super J-Rob, super dope. Yeah. Last Gasp out of Kalamazoo. They're not out of Grand Rapids, but like they are. Like imagine Anderson Pop. And see, this is why I brought you on the show. Anderson Pop <laughs> and Chance the Rapper had oh. a baby, and they sprinkled some Kendrick on it, but it's all live instrumentation. Um. Uh, wow, you gotta, you gotta do a that's, shout out to DC. That's DC, a that's a DC, lot. Mike Phelps, man. Yeah, like, and then like I mean, like even when you go local, man, you have to expand it because like we have this this avenue, this platform that we Rebel created. Cusco. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Rebel Cusco. Uh, we've had the the action figures, them as a group yeah. come in. Rosewood Twenty Two. Ajax Stacks has come in. Yeah. Stop down. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, it's, there's a lot of incredibly talented people. Also, all the AGO guys, they kill it online. Like, their knowledge behind social media marketing and working SoundCloud mm-hmm. as well as Spotify. I mean, they're, like, they're next to none when it comes to knowledge like that. So, I feel like there's a bunch of incredibly talented people who are incredibly smart. Yeah, we just don't get them. We just don't get the exposure. 
or they don't get the exposure. Grand Rapids is also really Dutch. West Michigan land. Oh, like I say all the time, they're they, they are a salt and pepper. Ass there's city. not a there's not a lot of there's not a lot of venues that are like man, we love salt and pepper. I always say like I always say Grand Rapids is a salt and pepper ass city with a with hints of you know Old Bay seasoned salt, onion powder, garlic powder, and I feel like y'all are some of those flavors that um that. that Grand Rapids needs. Um, Continues to need. What where do y'all see yourselves? And like where do y'all see the diatribe going? Where do y'all see the drunk retort going? Where do y'all see everything that y'all have accomplished and keep accomplishing going this far? Where do y'all see it going? Where, what do y'all want to see happen? Mm. I know that's a lot, but it is a lot. <laughs> Phil and I have talked about it like at um at the ten year mark, possibly passing the baton on, right? Oh wow. Um, yeah. to new artists that have the same Drive to get people's in the seats, then like new people to come to the show mm-hmm. for the or for the drunk retort. As far as the diatribe, I want to see where it goes, uh, what it's capable of. So I mean, like I'm gonna put a lot of energy into that to see what happens mm-hmm. with that. So like with the diatribe, I have no idea. With the drunk retort, I'm like, man, like it's, it's fun because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. You know I definitely think at the ten year mark, a lot of historic, a lot of big shows across the country. Like there's a place in New York called New Rican Poets Cafe. Um, oh, wow. It's okay. a dynamic spot. It's where Saul Williams came out of. That was like his home show. That uh, he was one of the the faces of that show. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would love. We we always try to bestow upon other poets in our community, which I see a lot of other scenes not doing. <clears throat> knowledge. We try to teach them the market. We try to teach them to get hungry. We try to teach them like how to cultivate and how to build scenes and shows because in 10 years, I think it would be super cool at the 10 year mark to, to pass that baton on as long as those people had the knowledge and tools to do so. And ownership. And ownership. Like right. there's been people who in the past, we've started other shows in other places um, and due to reasons or another, whether it's a venue, whether it's a community, whether it's the artist, whether it's whatever, um, things don't have the same steam that our show does, the drunken retort. Yeah. Um, but I see it continuing to grow. I see it, us continuing to get better. People keep talking about like make a podcast, but I'm just like I don't got the time. Like like time. You know, a podcast would. I, I think both of you uh, guys on a podcast would be very, hilarious. very, very, very hilarious funny. and dope. I would definitely tune in every week um, or however y'all want to do it. But you're even making video content. Like there's a ton of stuff that we could do. Yeah, uh, that I see other people across the country yeah. doing. Um, <clears throat> it's just yeah, it's a lot. Um, but I see it continuing to grow. I see new faces continuing to come in. With the diatribe, uh, we just got a few very generous grants. Uh, a really generous grant from the Community Foundation, from Weggy. Um, I'm working on uh, some other grants that I won't mention yet that are also really, really big. Um, Oprah, Steve Harvey, if you're listening. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, uh, help us out. G- GF, just put it out there, man. Okay, period. But yeah, we're, we're waiting on some stuff. Uh, so we're going to be like doubling our programming this year. Um, and it's just all been a lot of hard work. So more programming, hopefully a space. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to finish this new book. Um, it's done. Got a book coming working. out? Second one. Second one? Um, I knew he was an author, but second one. Yeah, so, Jeez, you author too over there, Foster. Man, I'm still working on it. Huh? You over there writing books too? Man, away. Man, What's your yeah. book called, man? I want to check it out. Uh, the book that's out now is called "The Drift in a Sea of M and M's." It's on Amazon. I gotta go. Uh, see. I gotta read this shit. There's a couple other bookstores <laughs> across Michigan that have it. Um, I gotta but read uh, the new one, I was playing with the title "Metamorphosis." I think the actual title is going to end up being "New American Monarch." 
Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guys. Make sure like the audio. New American Monarch is pretty dope. Because, like, me being the person that I am, like, mm-hmm. I, I I remember all this shit from my childhood. And, like, I man, I remember seeing butterflies constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, overnight, it was kind of like it switched. And all of a sudden, I started seeing all these lightning bugs. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember lightning bugs growing up too much. In not, like, right. not, not how they are now. Right. And, like, I'll always remember butterflies. And, like, even now, when I see a butterfly, I'm like, oh, that's what's up. But then, like, the mind bottom thing is I tell people, I'm like, when's the last time you seen a grasshopper? Yeah, and like everybody's like, what? And this is crazy. Like back in the day, man, like you see grasshoppers all the time, everywhere. And um, and like um, um, the last time I saw a grasshopper, I was on the side of the highway, and it, you know, like mm-hmm. it's pretty much uncontaminated, right? Right. right. Um, and uh, and then like like fourteen of them just jumped up all over the place, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And like it just makes you reflect on, on crazy stuff. So the new the new American monarch, bro, appreciate that. that- yeah, like nothing to do with your mixed heritage because like they're dots and all that. None of that. Ah. well, there's there's a bunch of different, bunch of different layers. Um, layers. Yeah. All right, so fellas, you two are happily in relationships, if I'm not correct. Yeah. Right. Happily. Yeah. Fiance. Yeah. Right? Engaged. Engaged. Yeah. Married. Oh, I'm not married. Not yet. We got a dope ass lady. You know. Okay, yeah. turn up. Do black men cheat? Um. You know I'm gonna ask the question. I, I, Do black men cheat? Black boys cheat. Hey, black come on now. Black men. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's the answer that's that I need to hear. That's it. That's the answer. Because you know, a lot of uh, I've been. I'm the uh, the head president of the Black Men Don't Cheat Association here in Grand Rapids. Okay. So um, we've been getting a lot of backlash ever since Brother Charlemagne and Brother Duval, you know, sat here and made the song and. You know, sat here and put the proclamation out that black men don't cheat. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying to all my queens, listen, I don't know what kind of grown ass boys y'all been fucking with, okay, that look like men. <laughs> but d- listen. I mean, yeah, I've definitely been one of those boys. Um, I think sure. all of us have been yeah. one of those um, boys. But yeah, no, I, I definitely think there's a point. Where you reach adulthood, hopefully, um, where you start <laughs> like, man, let me. Why am I making dumb decisions uh, when I could be making uh, decisions that build on a legacy, right? Oh, right. A foundation, an investment. In- investments are always way more important than throwing. So give out. us, give us, so give us, so y'all two are happily in good relationships. Give, give, give me and some of my younger, you know, listeners who are, you know, black young men. You know, maybe black boys who listen that are out here just sticking their dick in everything that's walking. You know, got a main bit at home, just chilling. You know what I'm saying? Give, give them some advice before we go. Give them some advice out here, what they can do to stop sitting and, and, and try to grow up a little bit. I feel like if you're, if you're constantly cheating on her, then maybe she's not the one for you, fam. Yeah. First off, I'm going to say that. I think, that. I think the right person... Uh, will build you up and make you want to do better and like that's like the the first step Mm -hmm. if if she if they are building you up and make you want to be a better person then you you change right but you also have to want that change for yourself you can't wait until somebody else is willing to put that time into you because yeah it's like uh if you don't work for it, you don't appreciate it absolutely Uh, and so like you have to be able to, to work at it for these relationships and like you have to be able to talk to your partner. Like if you're not feeling a certain type of way, you got to tell them. And if both parties aren't willing to do better, then it's time for y'all to separate ways. Yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of times uh, when people cheat, um, they're 
may be unhappy with their partners, but that grows from being unhappy with yourself, right? And I feel like if you're constantly trying to be the best that you that you can be, mm-hmm. um, to where like you communicate well, people mm-hmm. want to communicate with you. Right. Um, people see worth in you because you see worth in yourself. Right. Uh, when you find a partner who sees that same worth and who wants to be your corner person mm-hmm. and you want to be their corner person, um, then cheating becomes a non-option. Absolutely. Um, and also it's like, when you invest real time in anything, you put value in it. Like if you're like building a car from the bottom up, mm-hmm. right? You're going to value that car so much. And if you focus on building your relationship um, from the bottom up and loving every inch of it in and out, um, it hits different. Um, and uh, <laughs> <It hits. laughs> so uh, I feel like when people are constantly cheating, they're putting in the minimal effort. They're doing Stop going effort. to the dollar store for your parts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. say that again. Stop going to the dollar store for your parts. Oh, yeah. that's a bar. That's a whole bar. Or just like respect people the way that you feel you should be respected, even if you don't <laughs> actually value yourself. Yikes. Yikes. It's genuine. Yikes. Be well, genuine. Brothers, I appreciate y'all for coming. Wait, thanks for having me. You feel me? Um, Like I said, I just feel starstruck as hell (laughs) right now. Like y'all, y'all gotta understand, man. I did. I looked y'all up, did did some hefty research, but obviously I didn't do enough. Okay, because I mean, it's not. Let's be let's be real. It's not like I can Google y'all and be like, okay, damn, they got. All your accolades right there, but oh mine, mine are missing a lot of accolades. Yeah, it's like both both of y'all profiles are missing. The most sold out parties in the city. No, no, legit. Because that nineties, listen, the nineties party at the Pyramid Scheme, and they've done like thirty sold out. Was the shit. Okay, yeah. now I don't. I particularly don't like Grand Rapids when it comes to the nightlife. I know it's I hard. The, oh, I hate the. I hate the Bob. I hate the hot. I hate Hopcat. I'm tired of Tin Can. I'm tired of, uh, what is that, Gardella's? I mean, the first part. I'm just tired. The first part was going to a place called Tin Can. Like, you know, like <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm just saying. Man. Like, I just, well, I mean, you got to try out some shit. The you know? Tin Can is it's, a very successful It's a successful franchise. Bar. But that's like college and Exactly. So I had to leave that scene. You know your one friend that's like really cool, but you hate going to your house because it's always dirty? That's, that's the tin can. Yeah, that's the tin can. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's the tin can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was tired of going there. You know, I was like, okay, that's cool. But that's not me. Um, but also, same thing with relationships. Nightlife is about investing in things and making them the way that you would want them to be in the perfect world. Um, <laughs> and not a lot of people invest in their nightlife. Yeah. And not a lot of people seek out culture and like intellectual stimulation from nightlife. Um, that seek out somebody who looks like them and understands them. I've been trying, and y'all. I've been trying. If that's in your nightlife, it'll be a healthy relationship. I've been trying. If not, you'll keep hitting new spot and new spot and new spot. I be trying. I be. Tr- I just why I stay at home. Yeah. Why I stay at home? I be trying. I try to go. Listen. Every time the right I, spots, man. And this is why y'all here <laughs> because I don't be knowing the right spot. Listen, I've been in Grand Rapids. What's it? My second year, fully in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. I'm over. Man, I'm over. And coming from Detroit, I'm a I'm a Florida boy. So it's like I was born in Florida, lived in Detroit. So when you have a nightlife where you can go outside and the block is hot, yeah. you know, you come here yeah. and the block is crickets. Man, we we he and I have been to the to the point where 
um, well, we've said this, like, yeah, there's a lot of people that know us, but then our circle is small. Absolutely. Right? Facts. Um, and as I get older, I do understand that. Like, yeah, it's dope to be well-known in the community and be able to talk to everybody, but then, like, also having a that small core group of people yeah. that you can rely on. So, like, what I've been doing, like, I mean, we open it up. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not, like, no new friends by any means, but it's definitely, like, um, you want you want genuine people in yeah. your life. And, like, he and I, man, like, we've been, like, like throwing, like, little small parts at the crib, man, where people just mm-hmm. come over, man, like, everybody bring a bottle. Like, I need a new bar anyway, so come on over, <laughs> bring a bottle, we're just going to sit here, we're going to chill, we're going to have some fun, eat some food, tell some jokes, make sure everybody's good, see if anybody needs help with anything, and it's just, like, goal accomplishing, you know Great what I'm saying? Great space, yeah. Man, that's, that's, that's low-key me, man. I just, I just be, I have my core group of friends, and, um... I just be I just be doing my my thing, you know what I'm saying, with the pod and with the blog and with the company. It's just it's flourishing. And as I said, a lot of times I'm saying I I I don't know if I want to stay here. The the reason I'm here for real one is to get this masters, and then two, my friends want me to stay here. Why? Because they're doing a lot of entrepreneurial things, yeah. um, and they see me flourishing. They see the podcast growing. I'm almost, I'm almost at twelve thousand streams. So hey. it's it's it you know in a conservative ass city as Grand Rapids, the fact that I'm getting listened to yeah. a lot more. And Grand Rapids has been a top five city 100%. that has been you it's know a growing listen, city. I mean, lot, like, that has been listening to me for for years, and I'm just like hmm. Is one and I call Grand Rapids my closet listeners. Yeah. You know, they're my closet listeners. They 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 don't want to say hey. I love your podcast, right. but hey, I love your podcast. <laughs> so um, to me, I'm just like you know it. It's cool, you yeah. know. Um, I love I love how Grand Rapids is shifting. That's what I wanted to get into, y'all, real quick. Okay. The shift. There's a shift happening in Grand Rapids. I don't know if y'all feel it. I don't know if y'all see it. But there is kind of a shift happening where this conservative nature is kind of breaking slowly, but surely. I don't know if y'all see it. Maybe y'all can talk to it. Y'all been here longer than I have. So maybe y'all can talk about it. Because I feel it a little bit. But like I said, maybe y'all can talk to it. You know? Well, I, I can definitely say I'm starting to see more black women take advantage of their degrees. Um, they've always been there. They've always had like the most degrees out of anybody in this country. Mm-hmm. And what you now have is uh, uh, these black women putting that shit to use um, and like creating their own things. Like shout out to Ange Nelson. Shout out, Ooh, yeah, shout out to Ange Nelson. Boogie, Y'all going to the Caribbean? Y'all going to the Caribbean something? I might have to stop in there. You might have to come up in that thing. Yeah, she's uh she's a GBSU alum. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then, uh, you know, and Super Trade Man, like her. Juana at UICA. Hey. You know, Juana yes. at UICA. And like, um, but like the homie Super Trade, like she, she's done the, the parties with me, man. She's, right, right. She's a, a musical genius. She Was she on the turntable? Up, yeah, up on the stage? Yeah. yeah she was dope as hell, girl. Yeah. And then, like, you know what I'm saying? And, like, her, like, people don't know she's, like, leading tech for black women, like, in the United States. She's one of those people. And, like, she's bringing a huge-ass conference here in, in October. UX conference. And uh, and then, like, she just, her and uh, the the jokes, man, and uh, uh, Willie, Willie the Kid, mm-hmm. they, they uh, started a, a champagne company, man, Motu Vijay, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, I feel like that's the thing, too, is that, like, although they're, 
this city is pretty conservative. A lot of the change makers mm-hmm. are black and brown people. Absolutely. I uh, see that. The, yes. Yes. The city might be very much chicken, but <laughs> as the seasoning to that chicken, um, people, people, people have a lot of things to taste good. So people keep supporting that because it tastes good. No, legit. Um, <laughs> I love the analogy. And, uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of. That white meat wants to get spiced up and be different and not just be flavorless. <laughs> y'all, Message! Y'all, I'm, so, I'm done with flavor yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's, there's a lot of people who are moving into positions of yeah. power who, yeah. who would like to change things up. And I feel like there's a lot of people who um, are tired of living in this place that was known for being conservative yes. and known for being kind of bigoted. Yes. Um, and even those there's those well-intentioned people in like Heritage Hill that like, Oh God! Black Lives Matter. Oh no, God! Stop me! Stop! No, you don't want me and to that's go into that. Other that's a whole. Um, <laughs> we can stay here for all another forty-five. Don't but hey, you know what? People are people. Some people are trying, and some people are lifting people up into positions of power, yeah. so that they can create more uh, financial growth, and that's cool. And some people are still like, yeah. "Don't do to me what I did to you." Yeah. Mm, talk about it, Paul. Hundred percent. I'm just saying, talk about yeah. it. Well, you know what? I, I appreciate y'all for coming through first of all um i'm glad that y'all took a chance on your boy oh yeah um, you know what i'm saying uh and like i said before man i'm 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 re- i'm really on some starstruck shit no cap <laughs> like on 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 10 because to me i feel like you guys are too first of all y'all are black men okay that that already hit me home because I'm I'm always supporting my black. I got head. Indian in my bald head though, man. You better stop this. I'm about to cancel you. <laughs> but no, like seriously, is I, I say this all the time. There's not a lot of black men who are creatives that are doing it, and you know out here really just being authentic and transparent in how they move and how they walk and, you know, still support each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, you two started this off of just, hey. Off of a fun night. You're right, off of a fun night. And y'all been doing this for almost seven years. Yeah, and we do it on a Monday, man. Like, right. On a Monday! Right, is it this Monday? On a Monday. Is it tomorrow? Every Monday. Every Monday. So tomorrow at, the, at Stella's, right? That's tomorrow is slam night, though. So, well, okay, so explain Slam Night. It's a competition where all the best people who are poets, you can come, you can compete. That's how we make our national team. Oh, um, shit, okay. But if you come the night after, not this Monday, but the next Monday, right. it's going to be a banger. So, so wait a minute, let me get my calendar. So, July 8th, tomorrow, Slam, Slam Night. Yep. July 15th, banger. 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 Yep. Yeah. Mike in, Phelps. Bringing in Microphone Phelps. Oh, he's an shit. incredible rapper out of Detroit. He's also a poet, um, and he'll be giving you just a verse of all of it. But and that's the thing, too. And how much is it to get it? Free. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Say that again. Zero dollars. Zero dollars? This is a free 99 type of event? Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Y'all out here really doing it. Yeah. Man, so besides microphone, folks, we heard a little bird. I got to put it into the air. Okay. Uh, we got some, got some friends <laughs> stopping down. Uh-oh. Uh, JG, the juggernaut, he has a, um, what is it? Out of Ohio. Out of Ohio. He's yeah. uh, going to be stopping Skeegan that Sunday, mm-hmm. and he's going to have a friend with him. Who is a national poetry slam champion. He was on Team Charlotte. 
uh, who won this year's Rust Belt as well as the National Poetry Slam last year. Oh, shit. Um, and it's just all a bunch of just, like, dynamic black poets uh, who are going to be shutting it down in Grand Rapids. And this is the 15th, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a good night. What time? Uh, what time is every drug or what tour? Well, doors open doors at 8. Open at eight. Doors we open at 8. The show, out. We say the show starts at 8.30. It really starts at 9. That's what I think. But... We have to do that because if you don't get there by eight thirty, all the seats will be gone. Damn. Yeah. It's like that. I mean, yep. I like that. And then like, like an occasional <clears throat> we will start at eight thirty. All right. It just depends on how many people. If this yeah. if it's beyond capacity. Zoo, what's y'all what's start. y'all biggest beyond capacity number? Because I know y'all probably have packed out well, the place. Man. It's our it's our annual shows because our annual shows are so big that we have to take over the entire Stella's Lounge. Yeah. Oh, so, like, so yeah. y'all take up the back and the front. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. So normally, and where do y'all perform? Because they perform in the back, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we just set up yeah. a couple microphones. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Long ways that way. All the people. Because Stella's also has see. a. Don't they have like a a little stage in the? It's like, like a little in the stage, but. It's like a little speakeasy Yeah, like a little speakeasy there. spot by the bar. Yep. Damn. Yeah. The whole place? Yeah. For annual events every year. And y'all charge it on the free 99? Free dollars. Well, we also have a venue that believes in us, right? So yeah. shout, out to, shout out to Mark Sellers, man. Like literally. Bar shout fly. out to Starfly. Like this dude has literally been uh, our, a huge support yeah that. yeah and he was like man I, w- I don't want you to do covers for shows I want you to pay you guys what you are worth and you to be able to do a free show Absolutely. which is the way the artist should be supported wow should he said that to do their work yeah that's yeah. you don't hear that a lot and he's somebody who used to like be a guy who loved to play the guitar right but financially it didn't make sense right. for him to pursue music <clears throat> Um, so he knows what it is to be an artist. He knows what it is to grind and struggle. Um, he knows what it is to be valued, uh, which is huge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So to everybody that live in Grand Rapids, and if you don't live in Grand Rapids, you need to get on. Um, cause I'm, I'll be getting listens from everywhere. So if you, if you are in the Grand Rapids area, yeah. um, anytime tomorrow yeah. on Monday, cause my, episodes these episodes drop on monday nope. so uh monday at 7 a.m so literally we'll literally we'll have everybody can listen and everything and then i'll head to the drunk retort Boom. at eight o'clock Boom. p.m Boom. and then make sure because i know i can't make it tomorrow but i will definitely be there next week. yes okay because I, I need I've, I've i've heard of the drunken retort oh yeah but i've never been oh so I need to go. Let's, let's remedy that. You know what I'm saying? Break my virginity. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? I've never been to like a poetry slam for real like that. So I'm. This is this is my first. I'm excited. Yeah. And especially to know that two strong black men are running this thing, and it's for the free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Y'all can't. Even, all y'all got to do is buy a drink. Yeah. That's it. Or treat yourself to some food. There yeah. you go. Because Stella's fries got some good United ass States. fries. <laughs> they crack fries on slam, man. Them crack fries, man. Crack fries. Is that yeah. what we're doing? No, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I mean, we're not going to even talk about that, man. Because, like, literally, you could have remedied this by just calling them fucking French fries. So, like, no, literally. <laughs> freedom fries, American <laughs> fries, or fries. How about that? We call them fries. Listen, they fries are dope. But, um. Yeah, they burgers are. Listen, I just want to thank y'all for coming through yeah. um, and just giving us some knowledge, man, on what y'all been doing. Y'all, y'all are two local celebrities. Do y'all know that? No, man. Y'all are two local celebrities. I just want to let y'all know y'all local celebrities out here. Y'all don't got to feel like that, but I'm letting you know what it is. 
Y'all are two local celebrities out here that, you know, I, I just feel very honored to be in your presence. I appreciate it. And I really hope that this network stays connected. Yeah, like, for real. Y'all have 100%. an open mic to, to anytime y'all want to come on a podcast. I, I record every Sunday. And anybody who's not listening from Michigan, check out The Diatribe, thediatribe.org. That's right. You can listen to a ton of our kids. You can look us up on YouTube. Yes, yes. Shout out your um, Instagrams, your, your Facebooks, everything. Just, just Google The Diatribe. Period. You'll find all that stuff. Yeah, actually, um, everything. Yeah. <laughs> just Google The Drunken Retort. Uh, you can also look me up, Fable the Poet, on everything. Um, I am autopilot or autopilot. I am on everything. He yeah. is on everything. Boom. Um, well, that is our show for today. I appreciate you guys coming through. Um, make sure that you are following us on all platforms. We're literally everywhere. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Overcast Radio. Um my website at www.tyronzahicks.com. That is www.tyronzahicks.com. You can listen everywhere, so there's no reason. And I hate, y'all know I hate sitting here doing all of it. Listen, I don't hate sitting here saying all the platforms because I'm blessed. Like last year, I was on five platforms. Now I'm everywhere. So... I'm not, never there. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm everywhere. Period. So it's just like you know. I, I'm not saying I hate saying it, but it's just like it's a blessing in a, in, a, in, a, in a way. So um, just make sure you are following us, subscribe, and make sure y'all check out the Drunken Retort tomorrow yeah. eight o'clock. And yeah. if you cannot make it, make sure you are there with me next week. Boom on the fifteenth. All right. We appreciate y'all for listening. We shout love out to y'all. my fiance Nico. Hey, Look. shout out to the fiance. We in this thing. All right, y'all. We out of here. Peace.